Today, I have for you a very special episode. I have Mr. Glenn Sanford, who is founder of EXP Realty. Now, if you haven't heard of this, EXP Realty is the first sort of big push into cloud-based real estate brokerage. So it's a complete reinvention of how the traditional business model works for real estate agents and how they can all jump on board. And from that, you can see how you can get incredible scale, but you can also adapt to things like COVID-19 in very, very clever ways because you don't need a physical office. And if you've built a business off the back of something that can be agile, something that can move at speed, that has systems and processes that can accelerate and take on thousands and thousands of agents each week, new agents, and give them the tools to succeed, to understand your brand, you can start to see how how that would be leveraged, right? How you've got leverage and how you can beat the competition in terms of not needing to just open a physical entity, bricks and mortar, to be somewhere. You can expand into new territories, new countries. You can give that network your tools and resources, your brand, your kind of competitive advantage and your USP all in one place. And you can get the message out very, very fast. So Glenn is your absolute entrepreneur. So he saw this coming. He was willing to go against the tide, willing to break the mold, willing to think outside the box and create this business. And so have the re- imagine the resilience you would need to be able to build a business like that, to be able to go again. Imagine all the criticism you'd get. Imagine thinking so deep into the vision and seeing, you know, 10, this is like 10, 11 years ago, thinking about how the world would be. And then something like the pandemic comes along and you're uniquely positioned to capitalize on that because you already dominate in this space. So that's just one piece of Glenn. The other piece of Glenn, I mean, there's, there's multiple facets of Glenn and who he is, apart from just being an absolute dominator in business, is that he is CEO of Success Magazine. Now, Success Magazine, it has a very special place in my heart, um, even going back as far as, you know, contributors like Napoleon Hill getting involved with this. Like, this brand is old. Like, it's a very, very big brand, right? Like, it goes all the way back, like, a long time, and it has a big legacy. And Glenn has taken over as the CEO. And so this is huge. Imagine if he can bring all the lessons, and he will do, bring all the knowledge and wisdom that he's he's learned from being an entrepreneur himself and all of that around EXP and then use that to elevate success to the next level. Imagine the people that it can reach. Imagine the lives that it can change. And we dig into that in this episode. So like that is just a bit of an intro about some of the context around who Glenn is and, and why I wanted to bring him on the show and why I'm lucky and privileged and honored to have him on the show because this guy is... is essentially one of the most successful business people in the world today. He's a leader in his field. He's touching other parts of the industry. He's, he's making waves. He's changing a huge amount of people's lives on multiple levels. And so it's, it's absolutely a joy and an honor and thrilling, to be honest, to have a conversation with someone playing at this level. Do you know the lessons and the gold and the value that I've listened to this episode time and time again. I recorded this episode at 11, 12, 12 30 a.m. right in Singapore. I was in Singapore. Like, the, <laughs> I firstly couldn't sleep after recording this episode just because I was buzzing from so much gold being produced, so much tips, advice, lessons that, that Glenn brought. But also, I've re watched it, I've re listened to it time and time again. This has to be one of the most 
episodes that I've listened to the most. And I think even in this shorter episode, it is very, very valuable. There's so many key points to take away. So do bring a notepad, do think over some of the things that Glenn is going to take you through, because this is life-changing stuff, right? It's not every day we get to have a conversation with a billionaire, someone who's built businesses and has seen the change and has been able to to do this, but it, he's now at the forefront and the helm of the personal development industry. That's huge, right? So I'm really, really bullish on this episode. I, I really think Glenn Sanford is a weapon. I think he's going to use this platform for amazing, amazing things. I think in the next you know, two, three, five years, we're going to see huge changes, huge, big, monumental shifts in both the industry and from success enterprises and all that that brings and everything that we want to do, we're going to change lives. So I'm really honoured to have, have connected with Glenn and to have this time with him. So bit of a bit of a big intro, but it, it requires a big intro. This is a big episode. So, so let's do it. Let's get on with it. Take it away, Glenn. And then I'll go into massive action for 30 to 60 days. I tend to coast for the last 30 days. And then I, I go, okay, now it's time to regroup and, and let's see how we can you know, add energy to, to whatever we're doing right now. Like, why not do this? Like for me, um, I, I, I've referred to myself as uh, my own personal guinea pig. You know, anytime there's a, um, you know, I can't do this, instead rephrase it as how might I do this? You know, what ultimately you know, puts food on your table, creates an opportunity, changes your life. You know, so the idea of you know, doing what you fear most so you control the fear, the struggle is the game. Most of the challenges they have are of a design that somebody else gave them and that they agreed to, and that if they rewrote the rules of the game that they're playing, they could actually play a different game and actually get different results. Glenn Sanford, welcome to the show. Uh, founder of EXP Realty and CEO of Success Magazine and everything that that entails. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, let me kick things off with my favorite question, which is, what is your motto or mantra for life and how do you apply it? Uh, well, <laughs> one of them is is, is uh, the, the universe conspires in my favor. So that's one of my 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 mantras um, that I that I use quite often. Um, probably the other and and I just tend to think that you know as I focus on ideas, things will show up that will will be beneficial to those ideas, and mm -hmm. and so I just sort of expect that you know things are going to happen that are going to be positive. I don't know what they're going to be, but I know that the universe is going to conspire in my favor and help me on that journey in some, some capacity. So that's been kind of a, one of my mantras. My other one is probably the Zig Ziglar quote is you can have anything you want in life. If you just help enough other people get what they want. So those are probably yeah. my, my two, two main mantras. That's brilliant. That's a great combination actually, because that one is propelling you forward into action and taking action. The other seems to be, about giving and and obviously that in itself is is a very good expression because what you put out into the world you tend to get back so i can see and and so obviously you've had immense success with exp and and everything that that entails i'm really keen to understand now that you've you've moved into the world of success and 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 that business what are the lessons and the wins that you're taking from exp realty and you're going to be using those uh, for success to propel it to the next level 
Yeah, um, probably the, the big one, um, you know, EXP for me was to solve some challenges that I had for scaling my personal business. And, and, and what I mean by that is that I recognized there were certain things that um, in, uh, in the residential real estate industry didn't, didn't allow me to hit my goals. And once I figured out that everybody had those same challenges that we could solve for that, and actually do something even even bigger. So a lot of people they they look at their struggle as being the thing that they're stuck in, and um, and they just think that that's the backdrop when they can sort of look at the take a bigger picture, sort of go to a higher level and go, well, if I'm struggling with this, then aren't more people struggling with this? And why don't we solve that bigger challenge for everybody as opposed to just trying to sort of struggle here myself? So when I think about success, I think about the idea that you know that this is really about how to, um, you know, uh, to, to help people just think in a different way about, you know, how do they level up? I mean, obviously we've got a ton of history in the success brand, you know, from the very beginning and, you know, everybody from Napoleon Hill to Ogmandino to, you know, and, and so many people have been associated with the brand over the years and they've all been around how do you think and how do you sort of level up? But too many people get stuck in the day-to-day that they never realize that most of the challenges they have are of a design that somebody else gave them and that they agreed to, and that if they rewrote the rules of the game that they're playing, they could actually play a different game and actually get different results. So I think that's what you know what we did in EXP, and I think that's what we'd love to be able to, to do in success is just help people recognize that when they're struggling, they actually agreed to, to the struggle. Like until they play a different game, um, you know, the, the struggle is the game. Yes. Yes. That is the game that they need. Yes. That's the game that they need to play and they need to solve. And you're going to, yeah. you're going to be innovating and moving, moving everyone forward together around that mission. Yeah. That's really the idea. I mean, we've got this success achievers community, which, uh, you know, you can kind of go to at achievers.success.com. Um, but the idea is if we can get enough people, um, and it's, I think it's called Metcalf's law, the power of a network is the square of its nodes. And if you can get enough really, you know, creative achiever thinkers that actually think about the fact that the challenges that they have don't need to be challenges and can up-level, they can create whole new opportunities. They can build new relationships. They can find new business partners. They can, um, you know, solve with more of a larger brain trust, the things that they're going through. I mean, in, in my mind, that's that's the magic of kind of creating a network effect that then, you know, allows you to mastermind in different ways than if you're on your own, you know, sitting, you know, sitting at home, not plugging in somewhere. So plugging in will automatically allow you to, you know, have the five people you associate with the most. Mm-hmm propel you. And if you're, you're in there, you're going to be propelled in a way that initially is going to be uncomfortable because a lot of the stuff, if you've not done it before, it seems bizarre and, and it, it's, it's uncomfortable. And that, but eventually if you're around it enough, eventually you go, maybe this isn't that weird. Maybe this actually does work. And then all of a sudden they start to get this, this different results because ultimately become, it starts with attitude uh, and and how your attitude and then and then your increase in your aptitude around whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, the, the, you kind of have to have both, but attitude is certainly 
a driver. Um, so mindset, attitude, and then and, and then ultimately working on your craft so you can truly be an expert, passionate about whatever you do. You put those three things together, you're pretty much unstoppable. I love that. Yeah, and I love I love the idea of being un, unstoppable as well. Um, so what you've just described there is is obviously for some people that's taking them out of their comfort zone. Um, how do you approach courage in your daily life, and how do you where do you find courage? Like, yeah, well, one one another phrase that I've that I've really adopted over the years um, is uh, do what you fear most, and you control the fear. And and fear, uh, I remember uh, Dr. Dennis Waitley talking about it years ago, which fear is is false education appearing real. Uh, and and so if you can. Um, you know, do what you fear most. And, and, you know, most, most of the stuff that we're afraid of will not kill us. We will not die making another sales call. Like nobody's going to murder us during a sales call. And yet so many people don't make that sales call because of fear. Well, what's the fear? Well, I might be rejected. They might say no, they might do that. Then whatever that is, but once you sort of get over it and you say, okay, well, I'm not going to die. And what's the worst that can happen? Then you embrace it. And then you go and do the sales call. And guess what? You got a chance of getting a yes. And all of a sudden, you've already embraced what the worst case scenario is. And now you've got the opportunity to actually get you know, what, you're, you know, what ultimately you know, puts food on your table, creates an opportunity, changes your life. You know, so the idea of you know, doing what you fear most so you control the fear uh, is is one of those things. So when we think about courage, it's really embrace the worst case scenario as if it it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, understand that you won't die, and mm-hmm. then ultimately do it anyway. So so that's that's sort of the way that I've always approached it. It's like yeah. And and by the way, I mean I'm I'm human like everybody else. I mean I'll procrastinate and I'll put off some of those you know difficult conversations, those sales calls, or those the, those things and whatever. But eventually I go, you know, the, 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 the dream, what my goals are, are way bigger than this thing that's holding me back. So why the hell am I letting this thing hold me back from taking a chance on this, this other thing? And what kind of, I guess, the follow-on to that would be then, what kind of impact do you think that the people around you have on helping you level up and go through that, like if you're in a community, what kind of impact can that have on accelerating that change path, but also you listening to that inner courage and kind of dealing with the fact that, yes, you won't, you might not die from doing this, but you still don't want to do it or potentially forcing yourself. Like how, how big an impact can that community have? Oh, huge. I mean, when you see other achievers achieving, you know, eventually, you know, it's more uncomfortable not achieving. Like that's, that becomes the discomfort because you're like, you're so tired. I mean, I think, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people, if they're not around achievers, if they see somebody start to achieving, they're so used to non-achievers. They tell the achiever, you you can't do it. You're going to fail. Nobody's ever done it. But once you start to get around achievers, it's like, go for it. You can do it. You can make a difference. And so, so achievers, you know, ultimately being around other achievers just allows you to to achieve faster, better, and and more effectively. And so the the and that, that's why I think you know, when we we bought the success brand, it was the 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 tagline is what achievers read, and mm-hmm. and uh, and now that we're bringing achievers together, the whole idea is really that they're going to just be able to not not that they weren't able to before, but they're they'll have more permission. Our mere near what is it mere neurons? So 
when we see somebody succeed, we have actually, when we see them, even if we read about it, which obviously creates mental images, we hear about it again, sort of that mental imaging, um, uh, and we see people succeed. I think it's one of the reasons why social media is so impactful in some respects, because we like to see people succeeding, even if it's like going on a vacation or whatever, even though we know at some level, that's probably not their real life, but it helps us level up. And so being around that positive energy allows us to, to, to level up and, and to have those peak experiences. And the more peak experiences that we have, the more our life is well lived. And so we, we're always pursuing, like, how can I have a bigger impact? What are the peak experiences I can be a part of? What are the peak experiences I can bring to other people? And then, and then all of that then allows us all to level up together. So the density, um, we could call it achiever density. That might be a new term. We just <laughs> might find right here. That's we're gonna, we're, we're going to talk about the achiever density at, you know, at success um, is, is going to help people uh, succeed even, even further. And that, and that that in itself, like proximity, being someone that even a mentor for someone or yeah, being around other people, watching what they do, learning from them, that in itself is is a great way to give. And actually what you said about embracing fear, you can en- end up being the role model for someone else. What would you say for an entrepreneur who's in, in a bit of a hard place now due to COVID, but they're also, um, they, they've, they've got that ambition, they've got that fire. They, they're, they're not necessarily struggling with fear. They just don't know where to go next. And yes, they're looking on Instagram and they're surrounding themselves and they're sort of getting this, this feeling that they can be doing more. What, what would you say to someone that's, that, that knows that they, they can deliver more, but, but unfortunately due to whatever circumstances they're, they're feeling like they're not putting it out into the world. Right. So one is, you know, the, the first part, um, is how much of that is self-imposed. Um, so, you know, there, you know, a lot of times we do buy into the challenge that I can't do this because of this other thing. And so, you know, I can't be successful because of COVID right now. Well, maybe there's certain things you can't do, like, you know, and let me, I'll just ask you, Tim, just, uh, just as a, an aside, how many ways are there to do anything? Millions, hundreds, loads. Yeah. Infinite, right? You, you like you, you could literally find an infinite number of ways to do anything. So if I take a hundred things that you can't do, um, and I say, okay, Tim, you can't do these hundred things, and and you might get fixated on those hundred things, but in reality, how many how many ways are left to do that same thing? Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Go still in, infinite minus any finite number is still infinite. Yeah, so. So meaning that, you know, when, when somebody says, Hey, uh, I can't do this because of COVID, you know, and they, you know, what ends up happening is they get laser focused on the, I can't do anything rather than all the other things that they can do. So, you know, the, the, I can't do this thing because of COVID, um, you know, is to some extent a business constraint. Um, some of it self-imposed, some of it societal imposed, some of it governmental imposed, but you need to define what are your business constraints? Well, I can't go and be in groups of a thousand people or more. You know, mm-hmm. I can't be in groups of 50. Okay, well, that's a business constraint. There's still an infinite number of ways to do, you know, one-on-one, have conversations with people, you know, like we're doing today. Yep. You know, there's, so the, the, the 
ability to come up with new and innovative ideas. Now, Instagram probably isn't going to take you deep enough into a subject so that you can truly execute against it. You're going to have to do some deep dives. You're going to have to you know, buy some books, listen, listen to audios, uh, get educated. Uh, that's why I, I talked about aptitude and becoming an expert of your craft. I mean, so COVID definitely interrupted virtually everybody on the planet. So, so, you know, so everybody got interrupted, everybody got, you know, some sort of pause, but that doesn't take away the fact that you can actually still educate, you know, take courses, uh, learn, you know, learn how to program, you know, software, develop apps to, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Um, you just need to figure out what it is. And, and, and so it's really just anytime you get stopped, you can be paused, but if you, if you allow yourself to get stopped entirely, that's your fault because you actually chose not to figure out how to solve that challenge that you're in. So I think that's the key is you can always solve the challenge as long as you're above ground, you're not, you know, buried. Yeah. You're, you, there's going to be a way to solve whatever challenge that you're that, that's coming at you. All right, guys. So this is a quick one just to mention my book habit. It's an app that's coming out. And it's all about creating the right habits and rituals using self-help books, non-fiction books, to be able to take the key lessons. That's what it'll do. I help you take the key lessons from each chapter, and therefore you can create a daily routine, a habit path, as it's called, to be able to build your life to be really successful. So books, as we know, they take a bit of an investment. They're a bit of an investment to read, and as you should, I am obviously an author. I love people to go out there and read, 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 read books. But the takeaways are what's so important. And on that, it's around solving this problem, around actually implementing the takeaways on a daily basis. We've all been there, we've all had a book we love. And then it sits on the shelf for six months, maybe a year, and we reread it every year. Perfect, that's exactly what you should be doing to embed those lessons. But what if you could do that on a daily basis? What if you could take the top two or three lessons the top chapters that you love and combine them say for example you've got think and grow rich what if you could take the, your favorite chapter from think and grow rich and the favorite habit from think and grow rich and then combine that with say my book be the lion and you take the chapters from my book and you take the favorite chapter and the lesson from that and then you could start to build say it's five habits that you're going to do daily consistently all the tools are in this app to be able to do those five habits the tasks saving in terms of the stats you can see your progress it's all on audio and also in written form it's phenomenal so this is all coming up what i'm saying here is go to mybookhabit.com sign up register your interest and download we'll let you know when to download the app when it's ready this is this is what it's all about it's the future this is going to be changing the habits and ritual space this is going to be bringing books into the 21st century to actually make sure that you can become an elite performer, make sure that you can get the most out of these books, that they were, the way they were intended by the author. Right? As an author, that's what I love, right? I come across this problem with people all the time. They read the book, they love it, oh, but how do I make the so much value in there? How do I make the most of it? This app is for those people. This is for you to be able to accelerate, to be able to go live your dreams and to be able to go play big right? This is about building you and changing your identity to be able to become the best version of yourself. So that's it. Go to www.mybookhabit.com 
and we'll let you know when the app is ready. So it's almost it's almost taking this mindset of of possibility to everything that you that you're facing, whether it's a challenge or a situation, and actually challenging yourself. Is this actually a challenge? No, because if you're if you've got that positive mindset, if you've got that possibility mindset, and then also taking self responsibility to go right. Well, I'm not going to let my uh, wait for my employer to to give me training. I'm going to go out and get self trained. I'm going to go out and find the course. I'm going to go out and find podcasts. I'm going to go out and find the people. That I need to be around to to get my mastermind group together. So it's this kind of balance of both responsibility and a mindset of it can happen, and I just need to find the way through. Right, and you know, anytime there's a um, you know I can't do this, instead rephrase it as how might I do this, and Ooh, then yeah. solve for that. You know, so so change the I can't to how might I, and then and then you know and then. Figure out, you know, why is it that you should do this now? Why, why is it that you are worthy of this now? List all those things. I mean, it's the, I, I think, um, you know, I, I forget the gentleman's name um, that came up with the term affirmations. I mean, one's affirmations. I'm worthy. I'm, you know, I'm great. You know, I'm, you know, I'm whatever. But then there's the affirmations is, is which is all the, you know, why is it, why am I the right person to do this? And then you start to de- develop all the reasons and you start to write it down. I mean, we all can come up with reasons why we could be good at pretty much anything if we chose to, because I'm a good studier, I'm a good student, I'm great at finding mentors, I'm great at doing this. If you're not good at whatever it is, you can be good at finding people who are good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who you are. Like you are that person if you choose to be. Like it's all, like life's a smorgasbord. It's it's if you choose to be at this moment in time a good student, everybody can be a good student. Everybody can at this time. I can go and find a great mentor, and and so for a moment in time. Now, if our you know our lazy self starts to kick in, we're gonna we're gonna quit doing that. But for brief moments in time, we can actually do pretty much anything we put our minds to. And then as we build that muscle memory, we just do it more and more often. Until eventually, we're getting great results from doing this thing, and so so you know whether it's self discipline, whether it be you know getting around the right people, which is a phenomenal way of of creating a reinforcement process. So we don't forget who we are on this planet to be. We get around achievers, and we keep on getting reminded that we're actually designed to achieve. That's brilliant. That is gold right there. So you think um, it's more of like a, also an identity shift. It's almost like if you start to tell yourself that you are you you can be the student, you go out and learn, then that's something that you, that, that, that you value. You then want to go out and do it more. And then because of that, you start to see the success that it brings to your life. And then you level up and you go again and again. Are you someone who's big into books? Are there things that you've enjoyed recently uh, in terms of reading? Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the one books I just recently read was the No Rules Rules book by Reed Hastings and Aaron Meyer. So that's um, the, the sort of the book of the the rules for Netflix, how Netflix runs. Um, just in the process right now of reading um, uh, Grant Cardone's book, uh, Seller Be Sold. So I'm just in the middle of, of, of that book. Um, and we just got into a relationship with Grant Cardone on some stuff that we're doing. So uh, yeah. excited about that. Um, yeah, I've read, you know, tons of, tons of books over the years. Um, 
but uh, you know, those are a couple of the the most recent ones. Like, you know, anything. Um, let's see. Um, Influence of Psychology Persuasion, in my opinion, was one of the you know one of the more amazing books that I read years years ago. I think two thousand seven, two thousand eight, talking about you know how we're influenced a lot of times without our knowledge and without our with, without our permission. Um, by others, and once you sort of understand that that's that all this stuff that's around us is to some extent marketing, um, that you get to sort of rewrite a little bit of your own marketing because you you realize that you know this you know all this stuff that's out there you know how people dress and and what their titles are and what's on on TV and even even the magazines that we see when we're in the checkout stand at the grocery store even if we don't pick them up. All this stuff influences us and shapes our opinions. And so, um, you know, once you sort of understand how much this stuff can sort of impact our subconscious, it does give you an opportunity to redesign what you expose yourself to. I think this, yeah, this is definitely a, the- a theme that I'm sensing and that it's coming out. It's about really questioning and understanding how how much the world has has taught you, or almost you've you've just accepted that things have to either be a certain way or that you are a certain way or that the way you behave to certain situations is a certain way. And what I'm hearing you say is that like, there's so much growth out there. If you start to just question and pull at those threads, you can start unraveling them and then you can rewrite the blueprint and you can then become who you want to be because it's already all there for you. And it's just about kind of not rewriting your whole identity, but just tweaking some of those parts to be able to become better. Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know everything is um, you know everything's figure outable. You know, I think that's a title of a book as well. Um, you know, if you just decide this is what I'm going to figure out, and then you, you know, there's certain tools that are that are that, in my opinion, like doing mind maps. Like I'm a big mind map guy, so right. you know, so so I love doing mind maps, and so every every project, everything that I work on, I generally you put on a mind map first because I want to break out all the component parts. And all this sort of um, independent drivers around decision making around whatever that is. So it could be health and fitness, it could be business, it could be relationships, it could be whatever. And and by sort of recognizing that there's certain constraints that are inside of your current programming, um, so we call that you know current state. Mm-hmm. And then then you do a mind map around um, to some extent your future state. What do you what ideally should this thing look like? Then. You can quickly see the the disconnects and the things that you need to replace between your current state and your future state because you've got these two two maps. One's reality today, or don't even do that one. Just do the one that that is the future state that you want something to be in. Whether it be you know again could be any any subject, and all of a sudden it starts to drive what goes on your calendar. It drives what you you know who you go and spend time with. It it drives what what you 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 focus on because you notice that there are things that are not in alignment and their their internal tensions that you you now have around how your life or thing or business or whatever doesn't match up with your mind map. And so when it doesn't match up, you know, physically we feel it. It's it, we have a term called tensions, you know, or uh, and or we feel it in our gut or whatever and and as long as those those tensions then pull us forward to that future state because we hate uh, I think it's cognitive dissonance when when our current life doesn't match what we have in our mind's eye, which is what the mind map sort of represents. Then then it, that cognitive dissonance, our brain says, 
hey, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. You're telling me one thing, but you're doing another. So either get rid of that future idea, that future state, mm -hmm. or, or let's change our present state to look like our future state. So you know, one way or the other, one of those is going to win. And somehow we have to figure out tools and systems that allow us to then to pull ourselves toward that future state. So that all starts. So when you sit down with a new project or a new life change or a new thing that you're going to take on, you will start with a brainstorm or a mind map and you'll, you'll delve into it that way. And then you'll, you'll look at where you ideally want to be. And then you can start to, I guess, I guess you start to see how far apart those two ideal worlds are, how, how much of a change has got to happen, what areas have got to change. That's fantastic. So if we would, if I was to ask you what is, or what has been so far the biggest single driver of your success, what would you say? Um, uh, I, I think the question is, is probably just a why not question. Like, why not do this? Like for me, um, I, I, I've referred to myself as, uh, my own personal guinea pig, like, like <laughs> meaning that, you know, if, if, if I'm going to, so I'm a bit of a, uh, experimenter, um, you know, entrepreneur for sure. So I like to see what happens if I do something, if I push on this, push on, do that. And then, so I, I'm, so I'll just ask the question, you know, why not do this? You know, and, and, and I usually can't come up with good ideas why I shouldn't try to be more successful. I mean, think about why, why not be more successful or why not try to launch this new business? And, and, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have my, you know, whatever those, those things are eventually you sort of, you, you know, it, those are really not real those, um, things it's like well okay let's that that's fine but what still why not why not why not and finally yeah. you get to sort of the essence of you know the fact that there's only you know there's a few things you can do to take in that direction and then you go to that next bend in the river and then you then you do another assessment and then you do go to the next bend in the river and you do another assessment so so for me it's always the 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 why not and then and then just take you know regular assessments or you know, retrospectives or, or planning uh, around that. So I typically do that quarterly, but every quarter I'll just kind of look at, you know, where things are at, you know, do, you know, are things going the right direction? Do I need to make some changes? And then I'll go into massive action for 30 to 60 days. I tend to coast for the last 30 days. And then I, <laughs> then I go, okay, now it's time to regroup and, and let's see how we can, you know, add energy to, to whatever we're doing right now. And, and I've been doing those quarterly cycles probably since I was in my, my, uh, my mid thirties for sure. So go hard for the first 30 to 60 and then sort of get the rewards and, 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 and you've got the momentum for the last 30 into the last 90 and then ramp up momentum again, 30, 60, 90, then recoup. That's, yep. that's awesome. So I guess, from there, I, I also did a bit of reading around the fact that you were you were starting a lot of internet companies back in the two thousands. Like, what did that teach you? I mean, around actually starting, you've started a number of different businesses. What, what was that like? Yeah, so I, I started a number of businesses prior to getting into real estate when I was thirty five. So, I, um, and so I uh, and what it did. One of the cool things about about web being a, able to design a web page, which I think is it's fairly easy to do, and I think most people should learn the basics of doing it because it will really empower you. 
because you can at least launch something and put something up so somebody can look at something. So I think that's just that basic marketing tool set. So, uh, but I did that early on. I mean, probably within you know, six months of the NCSA mosaic showing up and the ability to surf the web back in 95 or something like that. I was developing web pages when I saw how easy it was to develop web pages back then. And like, heck, people get paid to do this. This is pretty easy. <laughs> so, so that's how I got into to, to, to that. And, and then I launched a, a few different companies around e-commerce and, and, and most of the companies didn't do really good. I, I had one company who was making you know, 15,000 a month or, or whatever. Um, but what they, they, they taught me a lot of business principles around compensation and, um, and partners and, um, and, and a bunch of just a bunch of stuff. So by the time I got to my mid thirties or so, I had learned, um, some enough things that worked and didn't work that I was able to really sort of drive, create a little bit more of my own destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, by the time I got to 42, which is when we launched EXP Realty, uh, I think it was 42, 43, um, you know, it, I finally really had this, the, 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 the body of knowledge, the, the content, so I could literally come up with a new business model and launch it. So there was definitely a lot of, of, uh, of, of stuff there that was, was really powerful. Brilliant. Um, I, and, and yeah, so I guess to expand upon that then, You've you've essentially done so many amazing things since forty two, and obviously that has that has had a wonderful impact on the world. Have you always considered yourself to be an early adopter, and have you been throwing yourselves into kind of new areas? Because when we started this, obviously this this interview and this chat, it was all around the fact that you were noticing people have problems, and and why not go and fix it? Why not go and solve those problems? Has that been a theme or a, a common kind of trait that you would say that that people should adopt? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been kind of wired this way since I was pretty young. So I really have never felt that there's nothing that I couldn't couldn't solve if I if I put enough you know uh, behind it. Now I was now when I graduated high school, I graduated with a one nine two. So I graduated, with, you know, I didn't even, wasn't even a C student. So I was, uh, but um, then I ended up uh, getting a, a um, working with somebody when I was twenty one who was just a huge mentor of mine, I hated him, but he was a mentor because he, he was literally this sort of slave driver, crack the whip kind of guy from New York City. And I'd actually became a stockbroker and I was this guy's roommate um, for about six months. And, um, and so I ended up you know, changing my trajectory in terms of my dedication to actually getting things done. So I, my, my focus and my intensity in, increased substantially but I was always even an entrepreneur even before I was 21. So I started the fast food delivery service. I had a software company when I was 15 years old. So I was always an entrepreneur, but I didn't have the work ethic yet. And so, you know, as you, you know, as you have mentors, I mean, seek out, um, you know, I would say one thing is definitely seek out mentors that scare the crap out of you. Like, especially if you're young, like, like find somebody who's going to actually, you know, really put you through your paces and will hold you accountable. Cause that's a, once you can hold, once you've learned how to hold yourself accountable, um, you know, life gets easier because you know then you can put, put a plan in place and you've got the, the grit and the staying power to actually get things accomplished in a fairly rapid fashion. 
So that comes from being around people who believe in your potential in some cases more than you believe in your own and, and do that as young as you possibly can. But whatever age you're at, if you're still not there, still find somebody that would kick your ass if you're not, if you're not accomplishing stuff. That's true. And, it, and that teaches you to take it on, on yourself. So then you kick your own ass. <laughs> like right. you yep. end up being, being the best version of yourself. So what, what is your vision for success? And I guess, what is your mission for your life? So um, relative to success, um, you know, success.com and, and, and that, we want to really expose this to a much larger audience. I think that's, the, that's what we – and it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, you know, it's, we've got a great domain name, success.com. We've got great content. We've got you know, 125-year-old you know, brand with Success Magazine. So we've got a lot of really great assets. But it's still a business. We still have to go out and expose it to people. We have to, you know, it has to cash flow, meaning that we've got to make enough or more than it costs for us to actually deliver this content in order to expand our, the, the audience. But for me, I want to, you know, just continue to build this thing out so that we can impact, you know, tens of millions, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of lives uh, you know, in just up-leveling. You know, think about all the impact that we can have, you know, across the planet if we can help people up-level. I mean, if people don't feel restricted in their ability to contribute, um, then how much better could life be, you know, in, and, and could the world be? There's a lot of people that don't believe that they can make an impact. And some of it is imposed by bad employers, people who really probably shouldn't be employers and they really are all about indentured servitude. Um, as opposed to creating opportunities for people to truly succeed and to truly, you know, have opportunities in front of them, other than always having to work for the man, whatever that you know that 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 means. So, so for me, I want to just help people understand that there's more opportunities out there that, that to believe in themselves, uh, to recognize that you know, in most cases, they have everything that they need between their two ears to be successful. Uh, obviously, they physically have to do stuff. You know, it's not just think about it, but you have, you know, you've got a body. So there's your there's your your aptitude uh, that you have to sort of bring to the table. But if you do that, you know, everybody. And I was thinking about this the other day. If if in ten years, I think anybody can be successful. I think you start. You know, people. A lot of people want to be successful. Like tomorrow, I launched my. You know, how many people have launched an Instagram? And say I'm going to be an influencer, and then they they're they're lucky if they get a hundred people that like sort of follow them, and they're and then they and and they they do that in like a week, and then they're like oh I'm going to fail at this, and so they quit you know before they even get started. Um, but if if they truly can dedicate themselves to being successful in a given field or profession or whatever, and they truly become a master of their craft over over ten years, I think everybody can be successful if they think big enough, if they think about coming from contribution thinking about adding value to others and, and, and just sharing what they know while becoming a true expert at their craft. That's massive, isn't it? That's, that's absolutely huge. Cause you, you just spun the focus round on again. It's not, it's not so much about what I can get. It's what I can give, how I can put out into the world, give my gift to the world. And then that expands. And then also making that contribution. I say, and I know you're an incredibly uh, busy person, so I thank you so much for coming on the show. My final question: I, I, I read that um, 
EXP, 50 hours of live training each week is incredible. Is this something that's going to be produced with success.com? Is this is this something that's going to be, be, be coming in there? And I guess, where would you expect to see success in 2030, like the year 2030? And how do you get there whilst retaining this legacy and also growing this user base and all of this? I know that's like a, a pretty big question, but it... Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So, uh, well, we, we we have brought in uh, a number of really successful people to, to join our editorial boards and, and do different things. Hopefully, we can figure out ways to get you uh, more involved with the success brand. We've just, we've just launched the... Uh, success achievers community. We're about to launch what we call the achievers all access community right. inside of our success achievers community. And, and that's going to be our first paid subscription in our new version of success. And it's only, it's only gonna be 50 bucks a month, but it's going to include a magazine subscription, but it's going to include tons of access to people who are dedicated to helping you succeed. And, and, and meaning that they're not there to, to, to sell their products or their wares, even though some of them may have products and services they sell outside of that. Um, but it will really be about how do we lean in to help everybody in that network succeed at the highest level. And our goal is to, you know, to get, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people part of that community and build the masterminds and the, and the, and all of the stuff that goes along with that. And so for us, it's just, you know, how do we how do we create a monetization strategy where we can lean in and help as many people as we possibly can and and what what should that be and 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 for me I want to lean in there I want to be able to mastermind with people I want to eventually get together with people in person and do a bunch of stuff and just share what I've done so far and personally uh, and then expose people to lots of people who've been successful and give them access to or, or a seat at the table with you know people who've who've already made it, so that they can see it, that they they themselves can actually do the same thing. Amazing, Glenn. Thank you so so much uh, for your time today. It's been an absolute privilege and an honor, as I said at the beginning, to ha- to have you on, to have you speak to the audience, and you've given so much value. Um, it's been incredible. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank thanks a bunch. Really appreciate being on on the podcast here today, and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, speak soon.